Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. Hey, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. It's Monday morning, raining here in Los Angeles. I mean, could the year get worse? Now we have to deal with rain. My God, actually rained hard overnight. Doesn't matter. Coming off a nice uh, holiday week. How you guys doing? Oh, great. It's um, it's not raining on the East Coast, so maybe that's the one time I'll have better weather than you guys. You always rub it in about the good weather on the All East right, Coast. All right, relax. Dave and I are like sick of it, to be honest with you. Dave, you are uh, happier than most because mm. you won your third fantasy. Let's just get this out of the way. Third fantasy title in the last four years. Is that right? That's impressive. That's right. Also. Well, I'm glad we got to that the near the top. Oh it's it's the sports headline of the day. That's how you're supposed to do headlines or you start with those. Uh-huh. Yes, it's it's been a blessed and especially festive Shecker season 2020. I know the year has been rough, but, um, you know, it's all led to this big payoff. The Steelers are back. The cool cats never left the top of the fantasy football mountain. <laughs> Truly, aye, aye, aye. this is the year of the cats spelled with a K. They have won a remarkable third fantasy football title in four years. Whose head will go onto the chopping block in September? Of course, Cousin Sal with his diabolical scheme about uh, 12 or so years ago decided that the winner of our fantasy league gets to kick someone else out at the draft, as you'll recall, last September, it was um, the, uh, ba- uh, ba- Bill Simmons. <laughs> um, he he paid uh, a steep price. And who knows? Maybe it'll be John Hamm this year. Maybe it'll be the Mook. How come um, we who, haven't had John Hamm on the podcast yet? What the hell is going on and, here? And maybe it and maybe it'll be uh, maybe it'll be one cousin Sal who decided it was important to oh. be sassy on social media towards me. And well, I, I mean that that was a choice he made. And what if you, I what have if a you choice, invite I have a choice to make too into the league so you can kick me out? What? Yeah, that could be good. That could be good. I don't know. I'm just seeing. <laughs> Why do you want to get kicked out? It doesn't feel good, Charlotte. To get I don't kicked really out. Want, I don't, I'm not, I don't I, think you'd like it, Charlotte. It seems cute in, in a vacuum, but it is not cute. It's very yeah, hurtful. But, but I always forget to set my line. I'm a terrible teammate. It, like, you don't want me in your fantasy league. So this way it means you, like, no one else. Well, I guess the whole point is that All you right, want to keep. All right, you're in. You're in. All right, thanks. You don't hey, set a lineup. <laughs> last year I kicked out, uh, not for nothing, Sal. I, I don't want to yeah. go off into some different direction about sport. Who, God who forbid. was your favorite? Who was your favorite uh, New York Met growing up? I wasn't going to answer. I wasn't answering that. But you did You did nail it in the options you uh, said out there. Well, let me just say a couple things. We have okay. so so many, so much to get to in sports. Um, first of all, Joel Solomon is, is side texting me here. That haircut went on the chopping block uh, in reference to your hair, Dave. I, I know. won't even well, say listen, that. I don't know I'm not why even going to say that because I don't want to risk getting kicked out. I won't even. So I won't even say that. Thanks, Joel. I couldn't tell. Keep your comments to yourself right Joel's there. From the, Joel's from the banks of the Three Rivers, and I may reach out to uh, city officials to, to have him removed permanently for his sass. Don't you <laughs> see, Joel? We're coming together right now. That's what they That's always right. say. It's peaking at the right time. The Steelers had their little swoon. Get on board, feller. Get out of the way. What did I say last week? Well, guess what? It's time to come together. Uh, don't sash your pal. Okay, yes. The weird background that I have going here on Zoom does right. make my hair look especially bad. And and listen. 
it accentuates <laughs> the spikes. It's about to be plowed over by some ex-con and uh, from 1982. You can't oh, see yeah, that Dave has them. the Patriots background when they when they cheated and set up a nice uh, field goal for themselves. Uh, Dave's, back Dave, before Dave's cheating was cool. Yeah, Dave's pigskin history lesson today involved uh, go uh, looking at 1982 when um, was it Ron Earhart? I think is who I don't remember who the head coach of the Patriots was, but mm. in a zero zero game late in the fourth. Snow on the field in Foxborough ordered an ex-con to go uh, snow plow a clean spot on the field so that their kicker could make a kick to beat the Dolphins. And so he yeah. did, proving that uh, the this- Patriots cheating ways are, <laughs> uh, are generations and generations deep. That's right. I said this before we uh, started recording, but I'm like, why did you guys stop cheating this year? Like, this is the year we needed oh, to yeah. cheat more. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. So clearly, you know, maybe if we'd done a little witch magic we would have not been out of the play i don't know it was a weird thing with belichick it made me think he didn't um cheat to win it was just too much of a challenge to i don't know he was just like bored with winning with a good team so he had to cheat also it didn't make sense but now it does um so dave congratulations you won our fantasy league i don't know about kicking anyone out do you want nine teams The, the the 11th team quit so now if you kick someone out, there's nine teams. I think that wrinkle went away with the trophy somewhere. So I don't know. We're going to have to figure that out. But I uh, hate we don't fantasy have to do football that. and I quit forever. <laughs> I, wanna... you bet? I love the kick out rule as long as I'm not the one who gets kicked out. But if I kicked out, guess what? You can't fire me. I quit. <laughs> I want to thank you because he went and started his own league. And I won that league yesterday. Uh, nail biter, nail biter with uh, Aaron Rodgers and some CBS stat. Um, uh, hogwash and it went down, but I, but I ended up, uh, pulling it out. Now we weren't hogwash. so lucky with our extra point. I know. I'm sorry. I'm stealing your terms. I'm trying to be just like you, Dave, you win a title. I win a title. <laughs> we lost our extra hogwash. points for extra pay parlay in bizarre fashion. Now we hadn't really suffered a really bad beat. We had a, we had to sit through, uh, this what's his ki- name? This that killed me. This, I hated this kicker for the Vikings, but so we go, what is this? Uh, Saturday night, the day after Christmas, right? Charlotte gets us started Friday on Christmas with the Saints Vikings over. I don't know what it was, 52 and a half. It didn't matter. The Saints almost got it on their own. 52 and a half. Good job by you. So Dave and I take the same game. I have the Raiders boosted to plus four and a half. Looking pretty good the whole time. Never losing. Tied for a little bit, but never losing. And Dave had under 50 and a half. Looking really good. Long drives. To a punt, third and three, fourth down punt, 22 points in the last four minutes. And I felt like I was, and you guys could lie. Charlotte, you could lie. You could say you were watching this game. I was the only one watching this game live. I'm texting you guys, and Charlotte's like, oh, football's weird. I'm like, okay, I know she's not No, I said football's bad. Okay. (laughs) Football's bad. Great. You're up. Yeah, I super wasn't watching. She wasn't watching. Uh, Dave was not responding. I was like, this is his loss. He's going to be, what is it? He's not watching. He had an excuse. You were Legoing. What did you say? Oh uh, yeah. It was, uh, it, like I say, it was a banner stretch at, uh, at the house with, uh, with <laughs> fantasy and with, uh, pro football. And, uh, I think the, the highlight of the holidays was all the Lego building we did over here. Me and, uh, me and the boy, me and, uh, and Hoover Damashek. We're cobbling together. He has a great castle, a, a Harry Potter Lego mm-hmm. castle. <clears throat> and we uh, we were really doing some banner work on that. So I had to hit the pause on the TV. So I was 45 minutes to an hour behind and watching it and feeling like 
this is in the bag and I don't like to swap. They, pull back the curtain. I often will do that because, uh, you know, uh, if, if you have kids often that this is what makes you a good parent is to DVR something and just watch oh, it a little later. Tell me, because I'm, I'm far from that. I'm screaming. I don't care what's going on. Uh, when, when, <laughs> when, when Ryan Fitzpatrick completes. The Sounds like most kicking over Legos. Oh, it was the most ridiculous. I, I mean, did you see that, Pat? You, it has to rank up there in the top three most ridiculous it, receptions. It, it still didn't occur to me. As Agal- as Aguilar was running down, I still thought. I mean, okay, well, great. That's yeah. so. That's the game. Every time it, it really was bet sweats or bad beats or whatever. It really was the all time, or 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 it should be among the all timers because the progression of scores, the back and forth of it. I still never thought, wow, we're in trouble until. The, the 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 jive with the Raiders at the goal line and whether or not they were going to score a touchdown or not. And then it was compelling. It was fascinating and horrific and and painful to watch. Are they going to run it in? Then they just play for the field goal and you're like, all right, we're fine. fine we're yeah. going to survive right. this one. They're going to just kick the field goal stupidly, even though they should punch it in here. No, Why? I think the guy just move. missed an extra. But the guy just good. missed an extra point. But it's he like, made yeah, the let's, kick, let's... so it's not stupid. If he didn't make the kick, you could point. But he made the kick. You, all you <laughs> know, have to do, all you have to do is to not pull the that. guy's face mask off with 19 seconds left, and you win the game. There were some fine. good memes from that. Or uh, cover the guy. Or cover the guy too. Yeah, well, that's I mean, too, yeah. they did rip. Keep, keep everything in bounds and don't rip the uh, quarterback's head off. Like, and, and and you're good. And we lost 26-25, which puts it over 50 and a half, right at 51. That's so uh, rude. It sucks. I wanted our third parlay to hit. I I I, hit. I I feel horrible about it. I told everybody. I have uh, I have various text chains, as I'm sure we all do, with uh, this, that, yeah. and the other, and. And I was really, I, uh, overall, I did really well with uh, with the bets and with cat. I was, uh, but I, the, it bothers me when the one I say, the, what what's your number one pick? Pe- uh, certain people will text me and say, I was like the under on Saturday night. That's the one. That's my favorite one. And Baltimore too. Um, and well, I don't want to drive not- you crazy, but I went back to our text chain. It was between that and the Saints, I think. And you're like, you know what? And then I was like, ah, oh, we don't want to. We don't want the side and the total. And then I'm like, oh, well, Charlotte took the over in the Saints game, so it won't matter. All right, what, what's she like better? You're like, well, actually, I like the yeah, under no. better than the Saints. Would have been uh, three. Well, the by other, the way, I, by the way, yeah, I'll tell you this. Yeah. I did. I, I So I did say Baltimore um, yeah. uh, at the time that um, that we couldn't I, pick but, from that game, though. We had we only could do the right, Friday right, side. right. But right. but they yeah. were given 10, 10 and a half. Right. And, and, and uh, they took care of that. Got a little closer, but. Um, and the other one I really liked was um, Atlanta plus 11. So I felt very good, except for that one. That had to ruin the uh, whole weekend. That game, I uh, thought, man, that's a, that's gonna that's a signal of a terrible start to the football Sunday was what happened <laughs> Saturday night, and it ended up quite the opposite. But that Saturday night really soured things. Uh, and so you have bad. my uh, heartfelt apologies. Everybody. No, 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 Dave. Look, we all uh, we all play our part in these things. No, you I'm- nailed it, Charlotte. But you know, but the other thing is, sorry, may I say, is I, uh, you know, we're very early on. We're we're on the first couple pages in the first chapter of the novel. But is there now any doubt you can sugarcoat it all you want? And uh, but the Dolphins took the wrong guy, right? I mean, why? What, what are they doing? Do you, would, would 
I, I don't Chargers know. I don't know if the, they took the wrong guy, but I don't know why everyone's afraid to say that Tua should not be the quarterback for the rest of the way. Like, I, I, it's 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 obvious to me. It's not like the announcers are really going out of their way to say, "Oh, Dolphins have a great thing in this one-two punch with Tua and Fitzpatrick." It's like, no, it's not like Fitzpatrick is terrible in the first half, and you have to save him for the second half. Like Tua, and I think it's because they're. They're letting him play or not letting him play based on the injury. He was a running quarterback. He did a lot more with his legs. And you got guys saying like, oh, you know, it look, he's taking what they're giving him. And now he's ended up with like fourth and three every time. Then you have to make a decision. Look, you're probably not going to win the Super Bowl. If you want to make the playoffs, you want to win one playoff game. Fitzpatrick is your guy, I think. I don't know Do why. Do you think, though, that this is yeah. the kind of thing? Like, is it fair to say they took the wrong guy after not even a full season. Like I, I not that, really, you know, that to yeah. me feels a little bit like, all right. I mean, Tua has been really good at times. He's, he's shown flashes of what he could be. So I feel like maybe if he keeps getting developed, that's, it, it's possible that this turns around. I mean, you look at Josh yeah. Allen, he wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire his first two seasons. Right. Absolutely. And, but for this year to what people are like, no, no, no. What is Flores doing? You know, 10 for 13 for 46 yards is not doing it. And Dave, we'll get into your Steelers, but you have to throw downfield in this league to Mm -hmm. succeed. You just have to do it. We'll get into it. I just want to, this is not a competition by any means, but our Johnny on the spot, uh, Michael Sicoli, brought these numbers up. I'm 11 and five in the extra points for extra pay parlay. Uh, Dave, nine and seven. Charlotte, seven and nine. Again, not a competition. I have a Jeff Fisher record. It's not a competition. Not yet. You gotta. If you can't, you have to. We're not going seven and nine. Oh right, right, right. Well, you have an extra week to go eight and nine, God which he didn't uh, most of the time. But um, I say this as a friend of Jeff Fisher. So, of course, we all do. I don't know what's going to be. We have at least one more. We're going to have to try to hit it. And it's hey, about Sal, only nine and seven. That stinks. I was yeah. sure I was better than that. Well, you were uh, nine and five. I think you lost your last two. That's right? true. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of question, nine, though. Sal's going for the Romo with his next pick here, right? That's what I was <laughs> going to say, pick? Sal. I think the reason that our parlay keeps failing is because you're hogging all of the good bets. Oh, is that what it is? For the Fox, NFL on Fox picks. Yeah, yes. I've hit nine in a row. Thank you for mentioning this on the Thursday night or whatever, whatever pregame they put me on. And uh, I think that's it. I don't think they're having me back for the playoffs. I was like, you want, really? hey, do you want to keep this going? They're like, yeah, we'll see. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy to me. I'm hired to make well, picks on the game. Well, now maybe our I'm parlays will win. Yes, I mean, I'm doing it for the better of our, our yeah. parlays. Yeah. Uh, Muzzletub on that stretch. Thank you. And Muzzletub on the bit, too, because... Uh, <laughs> that Muzzletub on the stretch marks, you mean. I'm, well, listen. I I really do think I do think I I really do think that it, it made me pause. People always react like a Baker Mayfield. Is he a good? Uh, is he actually funny? Peyton Manning's yeah. funny in those commercials, and so on and so forth. Aaron Rodgers, uh, so so I guess in in a Patrick Mahomes, not very funny in his ads. A new one now. Troy Aikman. Is he a better Cowboys quarterback? comedic performer oh. than your pal Tony Romo. <laughs> he was very funny in your bit. We're going to have to figure that out. Oh too. my gosh, he was great. He was really good. I, you Here's know a what question I, though. Wait, wait, wait. Can we set yeah. the stage? First of all, for anyone who didn't see it, it was you calling Troy Aikman your best friend and then Troy pops up on a Zoom and he's like, right. why are you talking about me? And they, are you guys friends in real life? No, no, no. I've, um, Do you uh, know I, him? J- just like in the bit I mentioned, I've probably not said hi to him and he like nodded just to be a nice guy. <laughs> 
in my direction. Did you talk um, at all after doing that thing together? We talked about 40 seconds before and about to, I thanked him for 20 seconds after. And the only note <laughs> I gave him. That makes it so much funnier <laughs> that he actually doesn't. I know. I know. It's great. <laughs> but the only note I gave him, Charlotte, was, uh-huh. uh, and not that I'm any, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm a terrible, terrible actor, but I said, hey, just cut me off. You know, don't let me finish my lines. Just cut me off because that's how people speak in real life, right? It's right. not sitcom where you get a uh, a line and then you pause for four seconds and then you, uh, you, you know, people are cutting each other off all the time. That's why I love Friday Night Lights. That's how it was. They shot it like that. They made sure. But anyway, he was very good. Thank you for helping out. Yes, nine in a row. <clears throat> I don't know if I'll get a chance at 10 this year. It's very packed schedule of Fox uh, pregame over there. But Dave, let's talk. <laughs> I don't um. I don't know what to say. I think we could pretend you and I could pretend that our my Cowboys and your Steelers, we could see this coming, but I definitely didn't. I don't think you did. What turned it around, especially for the Steelers? I mean, it turned around in 10 minutes. That was it. It went from a team that was like, all right, well, they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to score 14 points and then lose to whoever, the six or seven seed, um, to, oh my God, they're a force again. They know how to throw downfield. And I think it is starts with throwing downfield, but you have a better, uh, you have your finger on the pulse there. No, I I want to not launch into some, um, you know, twenty seven minute monologue because I have many thoughts about it. I, I I I first of all, watching them get gutted, the defense get you know trucked by Jonathan Taylor right. in the first half. Thomas. It was uh, <laughs> yeah. sorry. Um, you, you, you they, the the Colts didn't have their two tackles. T.J. Watt, if not for a T.J. Watt play that put them right on the doorstep, which <laughs> they get a penalty and they end end up punching it in. Um, you know, would have been it, it would have been an abject blowout at the half. Right. And you know, and then on the other hand, you, you kind of try to look back at it, and for all the. We, you know, we do things in broad strokes. It, 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 people who talk into microphones or whatever, like this is the state of this team. And I guess you kind of ignore the the good parts to make your overall point that things are really bad or vice versa about a team or a player. I guess if you kind of look back, Roethlisberger had his moments against the Bills. He had a bunch of drops um, in the game against Washington a month ago now. And that would have made things look. You can make a case that maybe things were never so dire and Pittsburgh. No, but there were second know. to the Jets and three and outs. So, I know, and that, but that right, the exactly. They, so. It's like, well, what are we talking? And even against the third string of the Bengals, there were a couple of moments in the second half. There was like, eh, maybe right. But what's weird is the inconsistency of the will to do it. I Sal, we've talked about this a lot. I don't know what's going on with Roethlisberger. I don't know whose choice that is is that a philosophical choice that we're no matter what we're throwing it underneath and I don't care what is it a lack of faith in the offensive line is it Roethlisberger's just straight up lack of desire to take hits at this point in his life all understandable all makes sense and then he just comes out slinging it you know taking that five-step drop yeah. or whatever you call it when he gets uh when, when, when um you know out of shotgun uh, the, the shotgun equivalent of a five-step drop, and he hits that back foot and slings it. Like there's, there are very few human beings in December right. of 2020 that are as lethal or as scary if you're playing against them as as uh, Roethlisberger is. And man, he was just slinging it and some beauties. The deep ball to Deontay Johnson for the touchdown, and 
Um, you know, the, the, th the throw of the game was, was the old school Roethlisberger pump fake and then yes. floating it over the second line of the defense to Juju in the end zone. I mean, it was, uh, that was the thing is, I don't want to, this isn't a Steelers podcast, but I will ask Joel, the Pittsburgh right? Steelers. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we can make it that if you want to. <laughs> I don't yeah, think I'm going to I'm going to hop off. So, well, have listen, a good Charlotte, time. Charlotte can do what she wants, but Sal understands that, you know, now there's an <laughs> 8 month um walk, long walk through through the snow to September before uh, I have to kick somebody out and right, you might right, want right. to placate me by letting me talk about the Steelers for a half an hour to start. I told I you, I let did. me in. You can kick me out. It's an easy I, I got to say that was one of my, that, that was probably one of my 10 favorite uh, Steelers regular season victories of my lifetime. Well, so, very, okay. So, Charlotte, crazy. here's what How I don't that understand. Happen? Here's what I don't understand. I think there's stuff that goes on in the locker room that we're not hearing. I think Kyla Murray and Tua and Ben Roethlisberger talked to their coaches, say, look, I know I could, Ben says, I know I could sling it down the field. I know I could, uh, if I have extra time, I could do damage. I just don't want to take the hits. I know Tua and Kyla Murray is like, look, I know I can run for first down on third and five, nine out of 10 times. I just don't want to take the hits. So devise a game plan around that. That has to be going on because yes. what we see, what we're watching on TV or at the games, it doesn't make any sense based on what we've seen in the past. And I don't know if this means big Ben is back. He's like, screw it. I I'll take some hits. This is what I'm doing. I have to show off. And uh, if we're going to turn it around, we have to do it right now. Um, well, does this yeah, go on? <laughs> I don't, I mean, that's the kind of thing that to me, that would make sense under pressure like this. You know, you can't lose, you can't lose again if you're the Steelers. So maybe that's a moment where Ben's like, okay, well, if I have to take a hit, like now's the time. I also think though that Dave, you're right. I think that if you, I mean, if you look at the stats, TJ Watt is 15 sacks this year. Like the defense hasn't been great a lot of the time in these losses, but then there are these flashes of, you know, they do come through when you have to, like you said. And so I think that Ben is, I don't know, all these older guys, I, I, I don't blame them for not wanting to get hit, but I really do wonder if on some level, yeah, it's either what they're mm -hmm. saying in the locker room or if it's just this like deep well of competitiveness that even if they are more fragile than they used to be, they just can't get over, you know, where Ben's right. like, okay, fine, I'll do it. You know, like I'm, I'm in so much pain, but like, let's go. Right. And I, I, I think that when the stakes get higher, you do kind of see that happening more. I mean, same with Tom Brady recently, like they're, they're kind of, you're seeing these flashes of what they were. And I mean, mm. Tom's still really good to so me. That's not fair there. But with Ben, I think that this game, that certainly is a possibility. All right, Charlotte's on into older guys. We got it. That's fine. It's kind of like it's you know what it's a little <laughs> bit like is like Rocky Balboa fighting lefty in uh in um Balboa Creed 2. You know, oh, like right, uh, right. his his uh um Mickey decided here we'll throw him a curveball. You'll fight lefty or you'll fight righty and then and then right before the 15th round. A little late in my book. The Balboa should have flipped back to lefty a little sooner than the 15th round. That was, that was a little bit crazy. Building drama, building drama for three. I see. I, I guess so. Um, but anyway, I guess it was between the 14th and 15th rounds and Roethlisberger. It really had that kind of feel to it. Like, all right, no more jive, guys. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to lefty here. I'm, uh, that, that's basically what I went to, what, what it felt like. But even then, they similar to the the Bengals game on Monday night, there was a sense of like, okay, no no more uh, nonsense here. No more hogwash, as Cousin Sal would call it. That's right. Um, it's not, now, now we got to flip the switch, and there's no more wiggle room. 
And, um, <clears throat> but then well, they drive down the field and I le legitimately was, was saying, this makes me angry. Why are they not, as they're moving down the field, like why, why are they not doing this every right. series? He's a, um, but so then here, they get but here, stuffed at the goal line and you're like, okay, well that's the game. They, they you know, at that moment when they got stuffed at the goal line, it was seasons over. This right. is done for. That's that you know that's I feel bad for Roethlisberger now because Claypool dropped the touchdown pass, but that's that. This that's who this team is on to 2021, and then all of a sudden rally. What 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 in hell? So what does this mean though? Because uh, let's put it on Eastern time. Uh, so at 1:30, it looked like the Steelers were done, and the Browns were still close with the Jets. So it's like, oh my God, the Browns are going to win this division because the Browns are going to beat up on the Steelers in Week 17. And it ended up being the Steelers did the Browns a huge favor by beating the Colts. And now they're number eight on the outside looking in and are about to do them another favor because it looks like, according to FanDuel and everyone out, it looks like the Steelers are going to sit everyone in that week 17 game. I mean, they're a seven point underdog right now. So they're going to do them another favor. Browns um, should have an easy time in beating them and securing a playoff spot. They won't win the division because the Steelers have that already. It's just so weird how it all turned around, right? And now they're doing them a favor and they might meet in the playoffs in the three, right. six matchup. So it might be to their detriment. So this is a lot to handle all of a sudden. I'm having trouble keeping the math straight. Am I crazy in thinking that the playoff picture keeps just being totally <coughs> wacky and everything. I mean, does it always shift this much? Am I being an idiot? Yeah, we need Kornacki. Uh, yeah, we seriously. need wacky Kornacki to, uh, to come on here. No, um, but really, does this year feel like a little more wacky than usual yeah. or am I? Well, it's not always shifting. Like right now, it's the same as it was an hour ago. Oh, and thank is you, the same as Yeah, it no, be, perfect. Uh, an Great. hour from now, but no, you're right. I honestly, I thought the AFC would be, and uh, if the Dolphins had lost, it would have made it easier and if the Ravens had lost somewhere in, uh, in there it would have made it easier but yeah it is uh, it is bizarre adding that seven team and taking away a bye has made it very strange down the stretch I know well I think long term first of all I'm kind of hoping that the two one seeds have too easy a time in getting to the Super Bowl so that the football really? gods or the uh, handlers of the playoff structure will look at it and say, this is this is a too prohibitive an advantage we're giving to the best team. Although mm. I do believe in meritocracy, as we always talk about, I do think you deserve some edge for winning your division. I just think it should be spread a little bit deeper than just one seed. That's pretty heavy. Um, it's a pretty steep drop-off to one to two. Um, but... I, I actually go against what Charlotte just said there. I It was surprising when you said a couple weeks ago, Sal, that you thought like, oh, everything's going to be clear by week seven. This yeah. is one of the best times of Not the year. Not week seven. I didn't say week seven. Week 17. I'm sorry. Come on. Uh, yeah. Week 17. <laughs> sorry. That was hogwash on my part. The, um, the, um, I, I, this is one of my favorite events of the year. And I almost, I love the simplicity of the ESPN playoff tracker and you just punch in scenarios and it yields it for you. I'm terrible at math. And I always loved with the newspaper going through like, but if this team wins and then that team loses, then this team's going to have to go up there instead of getting a home game and right. all of that. And I just can't get over the irony that there's a seventh team now on both sides of the bracket. And we're still going to get people always point at, and and I uh, off the top of my head, I I guess I can't summon a good uh, second here. But um, the the idea that well, I'll tell you. Well, actually, I just thought of one. But 
is um, the Matt Castle Patriots missing the playoffs at 11 and five. People always mm. hold that up. It's like that team didn't go to the playoffs. How crazy right. that they missed the playoffs. You're going to have a seventh team in the playoffs and some great team is going to end up missing out. I mean, if the Colts or Ravens miss out, they really, I still yeah. hold them up along with the Bills as the team's most likely to beat KC. And it, it's tracking that it, it a very good chance that one of those teams is going to end up missing out. I think the Ravens are now in. Um, I want to talk about that. if the Colts miss, what, what in the hell? Yeah. It, it is, uh, well, first of all, I do think a bunch of teams, by the way, I was talking about it with Simmons. Chiefs fans are now maybe top three or four worst. I look at my timeline. <laughs> I'm friends with Trevor. It, it happens, happened though. that quickly. Yeah, but it, it, it has to happen, right? Like if your team is that good, eventually your fans are going to be so obnoxious and everyone else is going to hate them. But now it's like, God forbid you say anything about Patrick Mahomes. And they're like, oh, come on. We're just going through the motions. Like, really? You're going through the motions. Mahomes forfeited his MVP award. He was a six to one favorite. He fi figures I'll throw some end zone picks just to make it interesting. And I'll throw, I'll lose that award. And uh, potentially the one seed, depending on what everyone else does around me. But uh, I think they could be beat. I think this is now two months of I don't want to say struggling with teams. Maybe they're a little toying with them a little bit, but uh, we may not see three, two 30 point uh, blowouts in the AFC. I think there's a few teams that could give, and Dave mentioned a couple, one might be uh, eliminated that could give them trouble. I mean, it's every single game that somebody, a team doesn't have to put a game plan like the last one to take them to the limit here. Um, but anyway, Mahomes, I think cost himself, uh, him and his 35 step drop didn't work out so well yesterday and they won. They barely won what they win 17, 14 Kuhn misses the field goal. Otherwise that game's going overtime. I mean, and when you're seven and seven with the Falcons through most of the game, um, it's, that's like, that's mm. not good. It, it does chiefs fans. It's funny to me that it happened so quickly because I feel like it, it, Kansas city's Midwest, right? Is that true? Yes. Okay. Well, as opposed to what? I don't know. I never, I'm terrible with geography, and I called I called Buffalo, upstate New York, and a bunch of Bills fans were like, "It's Western," and I was like, uh, okay. "Yeah, the New York upstate New Yorkers get crazy." Central, right? New so York, I was like, call, yeah. "Whatever." Okay, I'm gonna. No, ask you're right about that. Kansas City is close to the Bayou, but I think it's considered Midwest. So. All right. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, that's okay. So Midwesterners are are nicer than New Englanders. So I just thought yeah. that they would have a few more seasons. And Patrick Mahomes isn't quite as you know he's not doing like wacko avocado smoothies and you right. know there's not the whole cheating thing yet i mean we'll see andy reed is not bill belichick like i really thought they had a little bit more time before they maybe it's just me maybe it's me but the, the ones i'm dealing with are they're so <laughs> sensitive i know schwartz too uh they well schwartz actually is one of these people i think he's i love the, the well the yeah. best <laughs> thing about jeff schwartz going right now is that he would have you believe that he's not a chief's home yeah right well i, I right. tell you I, t I say bad things about the chief yeah it doesn't mean that you're not rooting for them that, yeah. that, that those are uh, right. He, That's he, fine. He, it's his brother play. It's he it's loves. Okay. He loves. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. He just gets yeah. very upset when other people right. are homers. And yeah, also, yeah. the other thing, funny thing, by the way, follow Jeff Schwartz on Twitter if you want to see somebody. You can. He, he has, um, as they call it in high stakes poker uh, in our circle, Sal. Um, it's mm. a tell. You can tell who he bet on in any given game by uh, how PO'd he gets about <laughs> the decision. Oh, like, I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, gets very cross. He's like, I'm not saying anything that's inaccurate, though. And I'm like, I'm not saying you are. I can just tell you're angry about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a child. I'm a child when it comes to that, too. Uh, um, but you're right. But by the way, as I always say, 
the the worst fan bases, generally speaking, are the nouveau riche, which means oh the Tennessee God. Titans fans. That's right. Mm. The Tennessee <gasps> Titans fans are so obnoxious. And oh, so are the, the Browns fans are, are like, as I always say, listen, just stay at the kiddie table until you do something. Just don't. I know you want real bad Browns fans. I know you want <laughs> recognition, but you must do something first. You cannot beat a mediocre team and then get uh, Baker anointed like he's back, everybody. Here's the um, thing, though, Dave, is that if you've had nothing for so long and then you excited. finally get something, you can't blame people for, you know, it's like this is all they have, man. Yeah. It's but you true. have to do something. But you have to do something. <laughs> you can't, but like, to them, this is something. <laughs> It's not. No, it's not. It His is not something. Looks, it is I know, not. It really does right look now. good. It's, just, it's blending with the background. It's really. Funny. I know. Ooh, I can't help it. Max headroom or something. I can I tell you that on. my hair in person, it's really not so bad. Now, I yes, really there's think a bald the zoom, spot. The green screen isn't helping you out, Dave. I know it's not. I should just go hat. But anyhow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't even screw around. I, I got a, a bad stuff going yeah. on under here. No, this head. L- l- listen, for a man of my advanced age, this head of hairs is uh, is a strength, not a, a weakness. You're and yet the right. Zoom ain't helping me out here. By the hey, way, I, I, just, I never I, dye my hair. I don't dye my hair. People have accused me of it. Oh, I would wow. never dye my hair. Wow. Okay. Yeah, look at that. See? A little salt and pepper. Um, very much I w- like George Clooney on <laughs> ER, I, I would say. Hey, I want to uh, talk the Browns real quick and before, and then I want to get to the division. Forget about these, uh, teams that are going to be left out of the playoffs. There's a race for a team that's going to win six or seven games is going to be a division champ. I want to get that in a second real quick though. The Browns were screwed. We should say they had four receivers had to sit because of COVID. Now I don't want anyone to get COVID. I don't like hearing it as it pertains to football, but as this is going on, Dave, we're in the hub of uh, COVID right now in Los Angeles. Now people we know are getting it. People's parents, we're, we're, we're hearing a lot more about people. It's, it's hitting home. And the NFL, I was thinking, it just went away in the NFL. I was like, what the hell is going on here? They were tested, positive tests in seven different games were affected every week. And now when it's um, rearing its ugliest head in the country, we're not hearing anything about it. And then the Browns like, okay, there were four guys in a hot tub or something, and we're going to have to have them sit because one may be positive and the three were too, other were too close. Like in a way it made me feel good about, all right, the NFL is being somewhat responsible because I felt like they abandoned all testing or something. It didn't, it didn't jive with what's going on with the rest of the country. Um, and as a result, Baker had to throw to uh, Austin Hooper 73 times and it didn't work out for him against the Jets. But I don't know, just just a I feel like I, I'll tell you, the goal was to get the season in full completed. Well, now it. you're at the finish line and yeah. they don't want to void any games. But if you're the Browns, let's say you're the Steelers about to have to go and play in Cleveland, the Browns, if there is any indication and I know there's no that the, there's um, nothing that indicates that there's transmission going on on the football field. But still, in the name of, um, you know, playing it as safe as possible, if there are more positives for the Browns, do you then say when you know it's going to be the Steelers' backups anyway, do you punish the Browns if you're the NFL and just be like, guess what, Browns? You did this at the wrong time of the year. You're out. Colts, Dolphins, Ravens, you're all nah, in. No way. Screw. No. I know they wouldn't do that. No. 
they didn't do it with the they Titans. Were, they didn't. They didn't do it any. I'm just saying just, now that you're at the finish line, that you're like, ah, <laughs> oh, let's just wash our hands. Let's not get any positives. Yeah. Let's not risk anything here. Washing your hands a is powerful good message. Yes. No. <laughs> I, I but, just, but we can't deprive the world of uh, Mason Rudolph versus Miles Garrett. That's right. what we're gonna get, by the way. I mean, yeah. it sucks though that for on the Browns, like you can't even make fun of the Browns for Brownsing because it was COVID. Yeah, and I know. it's like, and I did. I I watched Baker's presser after because I I don't know. I've sort of been enjoying them and after wins. You know, he'll he'll quote he'll do quotes from movies or whatever. But he was like, "Look, you can't speak that. Like, if there's a loss here, put it on me because these guys came out from the practice squad. They did their best and." I mean, it's sort of it sort of just sucks so much that, you know, even talking about these games, it's like you can't pretend that that was normal. You can't pretend that that was just like, oh, well, right. you know, the Browns did it again. It's like, no, Baker literally had no one to throw to. How about so, it was a, it was a hot tub situation and Odell isn't even involved. Like, it's I mean, a, that's crazy. to me. Yeah. So the AFC North is the second weirdest division in terms of COVID and everything that's gone on with the Steelers. I mean, every team was hit except Cincinnati. Joe Burrow's out. Like, it was a very, uh, a lot of storylines in the AFC North, many of them COVID-related. But nothing's going to top that NFC East. And right now, my Cowboys, they're not favored to win the division, but them winning the division is the favored result. They are a two-and-a-half-point favorite over the Giants. Uh at MetLife, and the Eagles are a one-and-a-half-point favorite over Washington. NBC took this game. God bless them. This is the featured game of the week. The last game of Week 17 is um, uh, Jalen Hurts against Tyler Heineke or 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 even worse, Alex Smith or um, Dwayne Haskins. We don't know what's going on in that Washington situation. But my Cowboys are somehow <laughs> favored in a way, if you look at it game-by-game, to win this division. And I can't explain why. I don't know why Ezekiel Elliott's all of a sudden came back to life, much like the Steelers offense. Uh, I guess Andy Dalton's in sync with his uh, uh, star receivers. They're very talented. But every one of the last couple games is one that they could have blown in November. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what to, I don't know what to root for here. I don't want Tampa coming to Dallas and beating us by 28 in that wild oh, card you do game. Too. Oh, I do. And by the I way, want that. I want well, that. I mean, no. No, well, you don't want that result, yeah. but you 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 want uh, the opportunity to see what happens, especially against 43-year-old Tom Brady and I guess. the storylines and uh, bring him out the big D and you know, be relevant in January. I get it. it, it it's all listen, embarrassing. It is absolutely I mean, embarrassing, but you can also make excuses about you lost your franchise QB and you sure. had more injuries to an already decimated O-line. Coach and, died. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, crazy. listen, yeah, yeah you, you can make excuses uh, about that and and, and people yeah, will rather forgive it. Yeah. I mean, it's, but again, there are a couple of overarching points that I know I, I, I have made a million times already. One, keep almost any guy who, who cuts the figure, who's, who at the uh, combine uh, achieves the, the minimum standards to be defined as a pro football level quarterback if you keep that guy clean most of those guys will make plays versus if you heat them up they won't make plays there are three or four people that defy a battle line and right. still are productive but Andy Dalton is in the former group not the sure. latter you keep Andy Dalton clean with those collection of pass catchers and a, and a run game to boot yeah they, he's gonna be good he can he can beat you he could beat Tampa 
as that's a, fine. For instance, and but he we, we the allow Giants thirty, too. still over thirty points a game allowed. I mean, Sean Lee starting on defense at this point is a joke, but they're keeping it together and and somehow advancing. And in this race, week seventeen, Charlotte, you've made fun of this decision, this this decision, and this division ad nauseum. I mean, why not? Everybody's up for it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it goes back and forth. You have Michael Gallup had what one hundred and seven receiving yards in the second half yeah alone like you these guys just sort of get hot at different times i don't know how you sort of emotionally prepare yourself because literally anything can like i cannot believe that the cowboys remember a few weeks ago maybe months ago at this point when you were like i'm just glad they're out of it i'm glad i don't have to think about it like in what world have you ever thought that about your team that sucks and then been like oh wait they're going to win the division i mean i'm a little bummed because now the giants are it's not looking good for for my New York guys that I picked, but I mean, I guess congrats. You know, it's a toss-up game right there with Dallas and the Giants, and Giants certainly aren't going to do Dallas any favors. And by the way, the, another storyline to this, I don't know, I still haven't looked, was was Freddie uh, Soup Kitchens calling the place for the Giants yet uh, last week? Oh. Because I bet Jason Garrett comes back this week, and that'll be the dagger right there, <laughs> right? But he, a nice, uh, nice cowboy send-off as a... Uh, Daniel Jones scores 40, you know, goes for uh, 40 points leading that offense. That'd be perfect. Of course. I mean, I'm just waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. And but I think the the great story and it sets up beautifully for Sunday night football and for pro football (laughs) and and all of that is to have Alex Smith return. They dip with the the Dwayne Haskins shame and uh, Heineke and all of that. If Alex Smith comes back and punctuates his comeback, player of the mm. year campaign with a victory to send Washington to the playoffs. That's going to be a nice storyline. Um, I also and think with though, Rivera having cancer and also, doing, you know, yes. like, and yeah. led and, and all that being led, uh, led by uh, Maroon four, the the potent front four in the nickname that I have anointed That's their, right. their, their defensive front with. Um, but um, I, I also think that, again, I, I, this is what people are, I know, uh, people always talk about the quarterbacks. You can never go wrong talking about quarterbacks. It's always interesting in the quarterback mm. league of the 21st century. But I really kind of feel like on some level, this is the big test is the Giants and Cowboys, Danny Dimes versus Andy Dalton. It's I think it's going to be a powerful statement about these people, about these teams. just because you use your first round pick on a quarterback doesn't mean he has a first-round pedigree. Also, paying a guy like he's your franchise for the long term does not magically make him into being that guy or give him the powers to do that. No, I, come on, I'm look at Carson Wentz. I'm referring to... <laughs> I'm referring... Right, that's exactly right. That's precisely right. That's one great example. Kirk Cousins up in Minnesota. Um, Jared, Goff Jared Goff with the Rams. This is a big one for the Giants. If you don't have your guy, all this hand ring, what's Washington supposed to do now? They're not nearly in they're 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 not in as bad a spot as the Eagles are because they overcommitted to Carson Wentz. Okay, you screwed up. It happens. It's a 55-45 kind of prop when you draft a quarterback in the first round that he's gonna work out. 60-40, let's say. Right. Dwayne Haskins ain't the guy. All right, not ideal that we wasted a pick there, but you must move on. Same goes for the Giants. But the problem, the problem, Dave, and I'm, I'm, I'm with guy. you with Dimes this. Dimes is not the guy. So the oversaturation, the oversaturation thing, I, I get it. But uh, also, I'm looking at terrible quarterback play every week in like four or five games. So I don't know if it's oversaturated. And I also don't know, like, you're not, 
in a vacuum, it, it you can make that statement like, all right, if if Haskins isn't your guy, you'll go get him in a couple of years. You got to get lucky to be in that range to draft one of the top three quarterbacks. You can't have seven wins. You can't have six wins. I guess so. And then you might Kyle get you Krask? might get a Josh Rosen anyway. Like so, because there are a oh, lot of that's exactly Josh right. Your coin fl- that's absolutely right, Sal. That you're yeah. coin flipping and 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 you're there are going to be some swings and misses. That's the way it goes. But the problem is when you convince yourself and and we're tracking for that in two spots here. Um, with the Jets and Sam Darnold winning some games now, I I mean I I think that they happen to be at in the two spot now. They have a position of luxury. I don't know exactly if you look at how it's shaping up there. They could trade down to like six. Matt Stafford is maybe going to be on the market. That I, my point is that there are suitable replacements all over the place. There are, but there's Jazz not fifty. Don't, like there's the Bears are about, yeah, the Bears are about to do it. Mitchell Trubisky, they're gonna if, if they extend that guy, then they deserve what they get. But like, you just you know, said, that, you just said it's like it, it, it. These guys will say, "All right, this is the dilemma." It's like, do we develop a guy who could be good, or who could be mediocre, or could be go from mediocre to very good, or do we get involved in that coin flip situation every three drafts? And if you do the num- run the numbers on a coin flip every three drafts, not just probably about the same. Probably about the same. I don't know. Where's Kyle Trask and Mac Jones? Where are those guys going to go? There are so many teams that have their guy. Like my my point. I'm sorry. Sam Darnold was the Kyle Trask a few years ago. I know, but my my I guess my my point is that the Jets, because they're in the two spot, if you look at who's directly behind them in the draft as it slots currently, they all all those teams behind them, the Bengals, and I forget um, who all is there, but. Uh, that they all have their guy, right? They think that so that so they're not even looking for QBs. You could, if you're the Jets, you if you believe in Sam Darnold, there are so many teams that have are at some stage with we have our franchise QB or we just drafted a guy, so we have to invest in him for the next year or two to see if that plays out. The Chargers are way down, well, they're, they're not way down I'm with there, you. but they I just, I just don't think the Rams will have that luxury of uh dipping into the draft. Uh, and saying goodbye to Jared Goff because they'll never, you know, Sean McVay is not going to let them. Oh, I go see. I think Kyle Trask or Mac Jones will be there for them. I think oh, wow. like that's. I think right. you. I think you need to do that. And I think the I other, uh, another very interesting team, as we've talked about, is your Cowboys. Do they definitely bring Dak Prescott back? I think they. If do. the cap is flattish, you bring him back, and then you compromise the rest of the roster for a team that's six do. and ten. It's, it's just very uh, weird. what it is. You're going to pay your quarterback twenty percent of the of the cap of the two hundred million dollar cap. That's don't just pay a fraud. Gonna... That's the thing. Don't pay a fraud. But you who's a fraud? Like, I don't Josh think that a fraud last year. He was a fraud, but you let him develop, and he's not a fraud. And I know not Dak. It, it, Dak's it, it, not a fraud. I love him, but the balance of that roster is now so wonky or so weird that I don't tough. know. You're, They're you're in a weird. The, the Cowboys are in a weird spot going forward, but. There are other ones, like I say, Mitchell Trubisky is not a top six or eight QB. So if you extend him, you are cre- you're you're now playing. If you're the Chicago Bears as an organization for one magical season where everything breaks just right, Mitchell Trubisky might be good enough to break through and flacco it for you one year. Is he good enough to ha- make you a perennial contender and overcome all the warts on know. a roster that, as they, as they ebb and flow? He is not. So then don't invest in him because that's what happened to the Vikings. That's what's happened. But then they need a quarterback. That's just half the equation. Then they have to go get a quarterback and they have to get lucky in the draft. But anyway, sorry, Charlotte, we cut you off a couple of times. What would you say? 
No, just I think that that involved that the ability to decide not to pay someone who might not be great is is a luxury. Like you have to you have to have at a certain point, you just have to make a choice and you have to go with it. And I think yeah. that on, on some level, it also for team morale, like if you're just constantly sort of shifting around the people don't get to develop chemistry. So I don't know. I mean, maybe you just try it and then it it, it seems like that's you need a quarterback and someone's going to pay that. Like, I feel like the economics of the market someone mean that at them. some level you're going to have to you can't not pay someone who might not be great. Yeah. Um, and the Rams and Goff are miserable to watch right now. I I, they, I disagree. I don't want to see Seattle LA Rams again in the first round. Well, now Three, I don't. Enough. After seeing yeah. that, yeah. Now enough. I mean, the, guess what? The Rams might do uh, do us a favor. And by the way, since we talk about these things all the time, yes, Rogers is now the MVP, which is funny because three weeks ago, it was like, please, don't, can we stop this conversation? Obviously, it's Mahomes. And I said, well, what if Mahomes throws three interceptions in a week? Um, not that it, that was uh, Sal or Charlotte. I wasn't doing it. I'm just saying people decided Mahomes is the That's MVP. That's exactly what I sound like. I with actually, much, did. With I much actually power. did say that. I did, did you? Did you? Yeah, I don't, I don't I, know if I, it was you. Look, look what Mahomes had to do. to. Uh, well, I knew last night's game would be high profile in the snow, and nobody, everybody loves that, and Rodgers just went went off. But Mahomes, uh, he, he buried himself in, in a weird way, too, because they're winning these games. Like, they're not losing. I and by the way, I mean, all of a sudden didn't it was I, I can't remember what the, the average fan, despite what Chris Collinsworth uh, declared on Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. I, I got to tell you, I don't think the I don't think the average football fan understands football like I'm, all right, let's condescend. <laughs> thank you, Chris. Uh, condescend to uh, all your entire audience. But anyhow, um, I think that it. it, it I don't know that they're in 2020. I didn't know that there was an epiphany collectively um, out there in week 16, like the one that uh, that we got. Everybody, including me, questioned what the Packers were doing. They take Jordan Love to in the first round, and then it felt like, <clears throat> boy, do you really need to address running back there, Packers? You really right. need the you really need, you have Jamal Williams as a is a nice backup to Aaron Jones and. You know, I watched the same thing from Boston College. Yeah, AJ Dillon. I, you know, Shout I watched him Eagles. at B. I, I, I watched him at uh, at BC, and it never occurred to me that he was the next Derrick Henry. And then again, I didn't think Derrick Henry was going to make it in the NFL because the first step or two, I assumed, and I, I guess I'm going to have to shake off of that, and so is everybody else. The uh, the idea that like that first step isn't everything. If you can truck guys <laughs> like that and but AJ, all of a sudden, like that team's winning the Super Bowl, isn't it? That They're, team's going I mean, to the. Is that not right that that team's going to the Super Bowl? With, I feel like with that they, all they of a won't lo- They'll not lose a snow game, that's for sure, in Lambeau. So they still have to play uh, Week 17. They still have to win to uh, to right. make that happen. But boy, that looks like a a great, uh, great, great advantage. And I went over the uh, home teams, and they say there's no no home team advantage. Well, the Chiefs are going to go seven one at home. The same with the Packers. All the teams that take care of business at home. Seattle without a twelfth man is going to go seven and one at home. Um, so maybe it does mean something without the fans. Sorry, fans. Charlotte, um, uh, uh, Charlotte, and Sal. I called you Shara. Sha- yeah. Sha- That's our Hollywood uh, but, name. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> Shall. Shall. Right. Uh, sorry, we finally got it there. Uh, Charlotte, who what's more likely now? All of a sudden, given the way the Chiefs are playing, and let's not overreact. That's what everybody does. And yet, let's overreact. Who's more likely not to get to the Super Bowl? The Chiefs, or let's assume it's the Packers, and they take care of the of the Bears. Um, yeah. I, by the way, just I, I'm sorry to interrupt you with my question I just threw at you, Charlotte. But <laughs> the one thing I'll say about those big backs is the reason it works, Derrick Henry and A.J. Dillon in this era specifically, it seems to me, is whereas it was very situational when you could throw a big, uh, you know, a guy who's heavier than the guys trying to tackle him out onto the field and have it work is because of all the sub packages. Everybody's throwing DBs out on the field constantly. So I guess it makes sense that if Derrick Henry can just defeat uh, the guys or the O-line can defeat the guys at the line of scrimmage and get your big hefty back into into the second level, he can truck all those guys. I guess that does make sense, and it forces your hand as a defense to say, well, I guess we have to put the heavies back in there, and then you throw it over their heads. That's that's why the Titans work now over almost two years, I do think that the key element, Derrick Henry, is eventually the wheels are going to come off there. But who's more likely, Packers with the with the Saints and the Seahawks looming, or are the Chiefs in actual jeopardy of not reaching the Super Bowl? I mean, I think the AFC is a tougher division. That's obvious. But I also think that the Packers have had come-aparts this season that we haven't seen from the Chiefs. Like, yeah, Mahomes isn't playing the way Mahomes is supposed to play, but they are winning. They're not losing games. And the Packers, you have a game like against the Bucks, where Aaron Rodgers just has a complete come apart. I feel like Patrick Mahomes is less likely to do that. Like I trust him more in a bad situation at this point, even though you've got, you know, the Rodgers Hail Mary. And that could prove to be totally wrong. Like I have I feel like I have not given the Packers enough credit this whole season and then you know you look up and you're like oh shit the Packers are really good yeah and Aaron Rodgers is going to be MVP so maybe this is just perpetuating that but I do feel like Mahomes finds ways to save it and we saw that last year even in the Super Bowl so it's hard to say that they're not going to pull it off again well and FanDuel has the Chiefs at minus 135 to win the AFC and that we know that AFC is crowded but the Chiefs they still believe the Chiefs are the Chiefs, and so there's a minus in front of their number, even with the Bills, even with the Steelers, even with the Ravens in contention there. Packers, on the other hand, plus 200 in a crowded NFC field, not as deep, but with the Saints and Seahawks and uh, Tampa's Bucks in there uh, right behind them. Um, I mean, we are tracking, Sal, to the divisional round. There's a, po- there's a possibility, at least, that you're going to have the big four guys, Breeze, uh, Rogers, Brady, Russ, going head to head and head to head. I don't be know fun. exactly the, what a thing. Like, be some, fun. Something's going to screw that up. Washington is the one who I'm looking at. Don't you screw this up, Maroon Four. That's fun <laughs> if you win the division and everything, but don't screw this up don't for the divisional round. Let's get let's get <laughs> let's get the heavyweight QBs. Going head to head in the NFC. This is no, what no, we... no, no, no. The NFC East is going to wreak havoc. It's going to keep <laughs> sowing chaos through the playoffs. Like it's going to be awful. Like an NFC East team is going to get to the NFC Championship. And Alex Smith been... and yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's just and we're going to have to sit with that. I, I know, and it's it. going to stink, and I don't want it. And I, I and stay away, Bears. No one wants you either. I, right. I, I'm sorry. You're fun and everything, and I love Chicago. Don't get mad oh, at me. I, I get nervous. I, I don't want to bet against that team. Trubisky I, will uh, will light it up one game. You'll see. Um, I think we need to take a water break. 
I, I could All see right. it on our faces. Crown Royal believes being a Royal fan this season means staying safe, generously supporting your community, and drinking responsibly while rooting on your team. That's how to crown your game day. My Crown Royal Athlete of the Week is Alvin Kamara. And I might be saying that wrong. Might be Kamara. Kamara. Kamara? Kamara, Alvin 41. Kamara, number 41, had 54.7 fantasy points for me. It helped. Boy, did it ever in beating Bill Simmons in the inaugural Larchmont League. There you go. Dave, I owe you. I uh, hate fantasy. I don't care anyway. I don't like to play it. It's dumb. I owe you. I owe you, Dave, because if you didn't kick him out, I wouldn't have joined this league and I wouldn't have won so many uh, probably hundreds you of dollars. You stink. You all stink. You and your friend Simmons and your friend Hench, you're all traitors. <laughs> Enjoy the Blockbuster break. Awards. I, I just won the Oscar. Break. Supposed to be in, uh, relaxing with the water right now. Right. Alvin Kamara, six touchdowns, 22 carries, 155 yards, add 17 receiving yards. That is my crown royal athlete of the week. Now, are the Saints back? Is their offense back? I don't know. I don't care. Alvin got me 54.7. And that's all I care about. And that's enough to get him my crown royal athlete of the week. Charlotte, who you got? My crown royal athlete of the week is someone who did not play in the NFL, but was very much affected by it. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Trevor Lawrence, mm. congrats on not having to play for the Jets. He's <laughs> the Jags officially the number one pick. He's probably going to end up in Jacksonville. And uh, I just see, I do not see Trevor Lawrence thriving in New York or New Jersey. He's a Jacksonville guy. He can live on a houseboat. He's a state away from his home state of Georgia, two states away from uh, Clemson. He can keep hanging out with Dabo. I just think this is going to be great. Uh, the Jaguars have a kind of chaotic energy that um, I think Trevor will really, really thrive in. So congrats. You don't have to go to New York. Uh <laughs> Maybe the Jags will bring back that neon uh, blue hamburger bun just for Trevor. I love it. I, lo I love how you pretend to not know geography. You're these one state away from here. I Googled you know that. It. You I Googled got that. It I had no idea before last night. I was like, what's next to Florida? I don't know. You, Kansas? You know, you know the Southeast. I'm a coastal elite. I'm the worst. <laughs> All right, Dave, looking ahead. Monday night, who's your athlete of the week? Well, I don't know about Trevor Lawrence uh, thriving in New York, but uh, one Josh Allen has in Western New York, to be specific. Mm -hmm. And he has led the way. He's been the star for America's Team 2020. Sal continues to reside in round about 1980 and supporting the other former America's team. They may win a yes. division, but the real deal is the Buffalo Bills. We embrace them, not just because they wear red, white, and blue. They finally did it. They vanquished the Dragon in red, white, and blue and some silver, too. The New England Patriots, as they square off with them, it will be a party for them. They are trying to hold on to the two seed to ward off the Pittsburgh Steelers behind. And I say Josh Allen's the main man, but the guy who's been there for the last four years, three playoff appearances. Let's remember, the Bills kind of in the 21st century up until that point we're tracking to be like the Jets or the Browns now all of a sudden they're a powerhouse thanks to Sean McDermott how about a shout out for him mm. the only thing with him is head coaches uh, in an era when a lot of them like make Mike Rabel and Sean McVay even are getting more and more buff and they're handsome coaches I think Sean uh, Sean uh, McDermott needs to go the way of like a big league closer he looks too much like Caillou He's not intimidating enough. He needs a Fu Manchu 
or a woolly beard mm. or something like that or a terrible toupee like uh, like the late great Hank Stram. Something because that's the only thing we're missing from this Bills team right now is an intimidating head coach. Do that, Sean McDermott. Otherwise, uh, you're oakley dokley with me, uh, Bills fans. If the Steelers can't get over the hump this year, I hope it's your turn to go to the Super Bowl and win it, and I don't care against who, it will be a victory for the U.S. of A. Might I recommend the Mike McCarthy look for Sean McDermott? He could do okay. it. He could probably do it in a couple months. He could probably get it going. Focus is for, for, yeah, for an entire offseason on yes. pizzas and wings and everything. He's in the right place to do it. <laughs> Take a lot of effort, but he could do it. Yeah, all right, there you go. Those are our Crown Royal Athletes of the Week. Drink water. Yeah, drink a lot of water. Crown Royal is a perfect addition to your NFL game day. Don't forget, stay hydrated. As Charlotte just mentioned, drink responsibly. Uh, for more tips on how to crown your game day, visit at Crown Royal on Instagram. Uh, yeah, I, I went to college in a place called Oswego, New York, which is about 30 miles from Syracuse. And those people would get crazy, Charlotte. They was like, I was like, this is upstate. This is five and a half hours from where I live downstate. How is it not north? It's north of it's, down. It's upstate. South. They're like, they're like, no, it's central New York. I was like, okay, let's think about this. Can you go five and a half hours north and still be in New York? Like, no, you could go an hour and a half and still be in New York, and that's it. And then otherwise yeah. you're in Canada. I'm like, okay, this is not central. By no that's way is it central New York. Thank you. I I wrote I wrote about Bills fans last week, and you know some dudes in my mentions being like, "Oh, Bills are upstate. Try Western." And I was what like, "What Western? What? There's no way. It's a block. World, it's man. not even West. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, as I said, geography really isn't my strong suit. I once took a, a a quiz of you know you had to say which state was which just by looking at it with no words. And yeah. It was very difficult. Um, but still, I do think that if you're North of a place that it drives can be me up. crazy. Yes. That central is easy to dictate, right? Like the equator, most of half the earth is above it. Half is, is below it. That's we're that's upstate central. America. Yeah. We're upstate America. Well, I uh, don't know. I don't know. I don't know if, if Buffalo's in the West or it's up, but this one uh, tonight against the Patriots going under. I like oh, the really? right. Right. I that well, the Patriots, I was surprised, Sal, because you floated out. Should you go Aaron Rodgers or Josh Allen? Mm -hmm. I know Gilmore and it feels like this is, I mean, week 16, the Patriots are what they are and they, um, it, it feels like, uh, that th they make every game a knuckler and that's what they'll do. Oh, you right. I want to know how under. much I'm looking forward to this game. I do. So much. I can't wait to watch oh, so a game much. that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like, why are we even playing this game? Once you're out of the playoffs, why do you have to keep playing your games? Let me just say, it's not mm. fun to have a primetime game for a, a, a bad team you root for. No, so what I don't, are we I don't doing? Know. You're looking Come forward. On. Oh, I see. You're JJ not Watt would not like you. JJ, yeah. did you hear his speech about like, yeah, and you know what I say to JJ? Okay, cool. Glad that you want to work hard for your fans. I have trouble. Like, it's embarrassing to play the Bills in a primetime yeah. game when when there's no hope and you just have like, what are you going to do? Just like mess up their season. They already won the division. Like, what's the what is the point? Why would you play this game? Why would you play this game? I think they Can have they just to play call the it? games. They have to play the game. Yeah, I think they're like, trying why? to play all the games. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> stupid. I think that if a game is pointless, you should be like, hey, really? You know, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to watch it. Who wants this? Who wants this? I want to watch Bill's it. Every, everybody who likes to see Bill Belichick right. suffer okay. might want to watch it. That was it. a stupid question on my part, but I, I, as a Pats fan, I do not want this. FanDuel has the Patriots as a seven-point underdog. Dave, 46 and a half 
is the over under. It's a lot um, of points. It's a, it's too many points against the Patriots. I'm staying away from the from the the spread. I'm telling you, under ooh. is the to me is the play here. You know, I, the I don't know. Like this. a seven points is a lot against uh, against the Patriots. The way their games have have tracked the last uh, you know couple of months. What do you mean they lo- they they got killed by the what, what happened? The, the Chargers killed them, right? No, they killed the Chargers. I'm trying to think. They lost 22-12 to the Dolphins last week. Yeah, they, yeah. but what, you yeah. know, they're going to win. The Pats are going to win this game, which doesn't mean anything. Oh. And it's going to be like, oh, watch oh why didn't you do that in the regular season? I would prefer they lose. Just lose. Lose this oh. game. Ugh. All right, well, let me set the table for everyone. Charlotte last Monday called the Bengals beating the Steelers, and now she's staying the pay, saying the Patriots will beat will upset the Bills, knocking them to a three seed. Uh, Dave, then you then really don't have to worry about playing next week, right? Well, yeah, if the, if the uh, it is intriguing, and I, I, I don't know, what, it's a weird one that you recurringly come back to that I'm crazy about this, Al, but the bummer for me, as soon as the Steelers start to do well is, Man, the Chiefs really were right there. We could have, we could have gotten them, and the Chargers may well beat the Chiefs in Week 17, and that would have been intriguing stuff. Um, I think that the Roethlisberger and company aren't going to play, but if the Bills do lose this one, as Charlotte predicts, it is interesting. I don't think they'll ultimately mess with it, no matter what Pittsburgh. But it does have, it does have meaning mm-hmm. um, to answer the question because Buffalo. Presumably, would rather I be the know, two seed. I know, I know, but still. but also, like, where do you? Who do you want? Like those, those. <gasps> I, I really got it with Flores, and you know, like they're ambiguous in what they would be if you had to face them in the first round of the playoffs. They feel less scary because of Tua and the uh, the the relative anonymity of the For players sure. that they throw out there. That's the team but you want to play. Colts, the Dolphins. If you're the Steelers, if, you got to play the Dolphins. That, right. That's the if least you get scary the, if you get, I don't you could want score the Colts. twenty and beat them. Yeah. Right. I don't want the Colts. No. I don't want the Browns, but I definitely do not want the Ravens because that's the best team. And I also don't want the gravity of that whole rivalry and we beat them twice, but that they didn't that that will make me crazy. I I get get the rivalry thing. I get the rivalry thing. I'm not maybe on board that the that the Ravens are definitely back to what they were. They they beat up on a couple bad teams and they won that high profile Monday night game against the Browns where uh, Lamar crapped himself, but I just think <laughs> I, I know that. I say it all the time, but if they have, if they have a healthy, uh, Calais Campbell up front on that defense, it's, it's yeah. potentially dominant. And I also think there's nothing you could do to control it because there's so many variables with all the different games. But I, if you're the Ra- if you're the bills or Pittsburgh, you gotta be thinking like, my uh, Jesus, we got to play. We got to play the, the Ravens in the first round in the wild card round. That sucks. Whoever catches that team. Yep, I would not want to play that offense in the first round of the playoffs. You know what doesn't suck? This Buffalo-New England game, what FanDuel is doing. Did you guys hear what they're doing? They're facing off Monday night. FanDuel Sportsbook's giving you a chance to get a bigger win when you bet the game. For every 2,500 fans who bet on Buffalo to cover, whether they're in Western New York or Northern New York, Charlotte, doesn't matter. Mm. For every 2,500 fans who bet on them, FanDuel will move the line one point in Buffalo's favor. There's no limit to how good this line can get. So this can and will get to Bills like plus 23 and a half. As long as enough fans keep betting, the line will keep on moving. Best of all, they pay you out whatever the line lands on by kickoff. So you don't have to wait to get in on the action. That's unbelievable, Dave. And then not only that, 
You got your same day uh, parlay, same game parlays. Uh, you take the under 46 and a half. I'm Charlotte, definitely going under on this. Yes. Charlotte, you uh, want to take your Patriots to win? Well, I here's the thing. Yeah. I would I that is a bet that I would be willing to wait make with myself, but I would feel bad dragging <laughs> the parlay into it. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I got gotcha. you. So right. I'm trying to think what's a what's a bet in game I can do that's not okay. Can I bet the Bills to score first? Uh you can. It's somewhere in there. Yes, it is. You can bet Let's the Bills. Do that. To the score Bills are first. gonna score first. Dave is taking the under, and I'm taking Josh Allen to score at some point during the uh, night. It doesn't have to be a first touchdown. It has mm. to be a running or receiving touchdown for him at plus I feel good about this, but for the record, I am yeah. taking the Patriots. All right, for the record. You know, you, know what I, you know what I'll throw out? This is a little bit of a wild card. Zach Moss, they're going to try to establish him more and more. As, as the playoffs draw, draw nigh, I feel like, you know, copycat league or otherwise, I think they look at the Packers like they they gotta find some ability to run the ball a little bit, and I think that they'll they'll uh, seek to do that tonight. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun game. I, unlike Charlotte, I, I think they should play this one. I do. Mm -hmm. There's some that I don't think should be played, but this one I'm looking. Yeah, like forward the Cowboys to. game. Yep, exactly. Next week's Cowboys game is one of them. Just cancel you, them. Cancel if, the bad ones. <laughs> hey, if you already have a FanDuel sportsbook account, just look for the spread the love market to place your bet. And if you've been holding out. Then here's your chance to start betting on FanDuel with incredible odds. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and be sure to sign up with code extra points. That's FanDuel Sportsbook promo code <clears throat> extra points. All right, we're going to have one more show on Wednesday and then uh, New Year's Day. We're going to be off. What do you think of that? Is that a good idea? I feel great about that. Yeah, we got to focus <laughs> in. We got to focus in on uh, the mighty Notre Dame fighting Irish going into play Alabama out here in our backyard. South. I would love to focus on that, Dave, but I'm Fox Bet Live has us working. We, we're doing a show during Notre Dame, Alabama. We're competing with the second quarter of that game. I don't know who the hell's uh, watching us, but. God bless. Uh, we'll Why not out. move we'll it up in the day? You got to do it before the game. Something, anything, right? <clears throat> There's actually games all day, but yes, that and the uh, Clemson, uh, Ohio State, which is at night, should be the ones they should uh, steer clear of. All right, Dave, what you got going on otherwise? Follow at Damashek, checker season. It's really been, like I say, a festive one, despite uh, the, the bad year that it happened in. Um, mm. We're bringing it on home here. I'm looking for Stefan Diggs to go to not have a good game. If I do that, the cool cats will win another title and then it will tr truly be the year of the cats. But the biggest news, I'm sorry, I forgot uh, to mention here. The Shecky awards are coming up before Sal, before you watch Sal and Bonetta and company on yeah. their show on new year's day, you'll be able <laughs> to hear the Shecky awards. A lot of good categories still yet to be decided, including the granddaddy of them all fruit of the year. Oh. Subscribe. Minus three. Get in the minus three now. We'll, we'll hand out all the awards before uh, before the ball drops in Times Square on uh, on New Year's Eve. It's Charlotte, exciting. at the Wilder Things, do you have a uh, you want to um, influence Dave either way on his uh, fruit of the year decision? Uh, no, no, because I really want to see what what he would come up with. Um, I want to keep it pure. I'm I'm intrigued. I don't want to I don't okay. want to do any lobbying. Actually. Um, okay. But yeah, I'm at the Wilder Things. We have a year in review People Sports <clears throat> Podcast coming out this week. Uh, I wrote a um, 
fake diary of Trevor Lawrence on the Fox <laughs> Sports app, which is a thing that is it turned into Blake Bortles is selling him a houseboat in Jacksonville. I mean, I really want a little off the rails. So wow. read that um, if you want something that's <clears throat> hopefully funny. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, just, you know, thanks for hanging out with with us. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> hanging with us. And you only have one more day this uh, week and this year. And uh, we hope you have a, a, a happy and healthy and safe <clears throat> new year. And everyone's wants it. Oh, goodbye, 2020 solo. Like January 21 is not going to be much different than December Yeah, January 21 is going to be worse. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. There you go. But anyway, listen, I don't want you to feel like underdogs. I want to remind you if you do, please remember you're all my favorites. We'll see you Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> 